This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. And we have a great guest uh, today, Gabriella Marcella, talking about her new book, Everyday Magnificence. And we will get to that shortly. But first, of course, I know you're all waiting for our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. So let's get started with our quotes. First, from Mike Dooley and the universe. The way you know you'll receive seven times what you give, or in some cases, 4,900 times what you give is that the giving gives you true joy without any thought of even receiving one time back. Nice ROI, the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Talking all about the spirit of giving. And, and again, it's, uh, you know, he says it right here. It, it's, it's the way we receive the most back from what we give is when we give out of our joy, when we give out of our abundance, when we give without even the thought of what we're going to receive in return. And because it's not the idea that we give so as to receive, we give because giving is such a beautiful thing to do. Um, Oh, cool. Um, uh, sorry, getting distracted by my Facebook Live listeners, which I'll get to in a moment. Um, we give from a place um, that's in the center of our hearts. We give from a place that just brings us so much joy. Because when we give from a place that brings us joy, that energy, that joyful energy is what the, the recipients of that giving really need the most. And so when we give with the right energy, then that ripples out into the world. And when it ripples out into the world, it ripples back to us as well. Again, the same way when we drop a pebble or a rock in a a still lake, the, the ripples spread out and they bounce off of things and then they come back. And that's the same way we receive when we give. Because the ripples go out and and we really don't know, like when we do something nice for somebody, for the pure sake of just doing something nice, we really don't know like what kind of hard day they might have been having before then. We don't know what they might have been feeling. We don't know, you know, how depressed they might have been. And that little act of kindness holding a door open for a stranger, helping someone across the street, uh, you know, just smiling at somebody, uh, allowing them to go in front of us. Just those little tiny acts that seem so insignificant at the time to the person who's on the other side of that, they can be huge, they can be tremendous, and they can be just what that person needs. And, And I just, I always... Keep in mind that story that I read on on Facebook once about the gentleman who, who who saw somebody in a in a I don't know a Dunkin' Donuts a coffee shop or whatever and he seemed pretty down on his luck and he bought him a cup of coffee and talked with him for a little while didn't know who he was the guy left 
And then like six months later, he comes back and he sees that same guy there, but he's all cleaned up. He shaved his beard. He, he looks good. And, and the guy sees him and goes, you know, I have to tell you, I'm so appreciative of that day six months ago when you brought bought me that cup of coffee and, and talked to me because I was really so down on myself and I was thinking nobody cares about me. And uh, I was thinking about ending my life that day. And because of your kindness, I didn't. So even those little acts of kindness, we never know what the other person is going through. We never know how we might touch somebody's life that might keep them from killing themselves, that might keep them from going home and screaming at their kids, that might keep them from doing something that would not really uplift people in this world. So... We never really know what we're going to receive back from what we give. So let's just give because it makes us feel good. And if, if it doesn't make us feel good, don't do it. You know, the, the converse of that is also very important to understand that if the giving doesn't feel good on our end, don't do it because then the energy that we're giving with is going to be sort of a not a supportive kind of energy and that's going to take us down a, a different path and then the giving is is going to be more about enabling and not about really helping somebody it's it's not really going to be helpful so if you want good roi let's give from a truly heart-centered place awesome all right let's see what abraham has in store for us today somebody asked us recently is there any limitation to the body's ability to heal? And we said, none other than the belief that you hold. And he said, then why aren't people growing new limbs? And we said, because no one believes they can, Abraham. Um, and uh, this one, you know, it sounds crazy, um, but I, I, it actually from all the crazy things I'm exposed to and the stories I hear, um, I actually do believe this is true. And it's not just our individual belief about something being possible, but the collective societal belief about something being possible or not possible. And I, I actually think of the story that I heard, and, and I believe it is documented. I, I probably have to do a search for it and really find where it's from. But... Uh, but apparently in England, in the farm, uh, there was a little boy playing on one of the pieces of farm equipment and he sliced the tip of his finger off. And he was like, I don't know, four or five years old. But I mean, literally cut off the whole tip of his finger um, to the point that, you know, he came in and he showed his dad and his mom and they went running out and they found the tip of the finger and they put, put his finger in ice and brought him to the hospital and when the doctors saw him later that day, they were like, what happened to your son? And they will explained what happened. They go, no, no, no. I mean, what happened to the tip of his finger? And they showed it to him. They go, no, the tip of his finger grew back. Like they didn't need to reattach the tip that the parents brought with them to the hospital because nobody ever told the child that he couldn't regrow a finger. Nobody ever told him. So in his belief at the time, now I'm sure after that time, because now he was around all these adults saying, what happened? This is amazing. It's a miracle. So his belief system probably changed after that exposure. But before he was exposed to that concept, he never knew that it wasn't normal to regrow the tips of our fingers or our limbs. So he actually was able to do it. And I have heard of other... Uh, occasions now again that's just a tip of a finger that's not like someone lost a whole arm uh, but it this principle is still the same it is only because of the strong belief that we hold that limits us and I know those of you who might be more scientifically inclined well Sam you don't understand about cellular reproduction and this is impossible I don't know I don't know um I just know that I have seen people do incredible things because of what they believed or didn't believe. And that the more we hold this belief or this possibility out there that something is possible, 
the more likely it is to happen. One thing is for sure, though, and, and this one I can tell absolutely guarantee you, if we completely believe that something is impossible, it will not happen. Unless by some divine intervention, you know, some angel stepping in and, and, and like proving to us that it can happen. If we believe something can happen, it absolutely will not happen. So what is, how does all this help us? By the suspending of our disbelief. By saying at the very least, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I have no clue. There are stranger things in this world than I can imagine, so why not? Then there is that possibility for magic. One of my teachers once said to me, it's okay to be gullible because if we're not at least a little bit gullible, we will never see magic. So it's okay to be skeptical, but we need to be open because if we're not open, we will never see magic. And magic for sure exists. It happens every day around us. There are millions and millions of stories. Just search for, I don't know, do a Google search for miracles. See how much stuff comes up. Now, I'm not saying that it all actually happened or it's all true. But even if just a small percentage of it is, it's huge. All right. All right. So before I get to introduce my guest, a quick shout out to the people on Facebook Live. Selena. Uh, great to see you. Louise, thank you for joining us. Nahaz, Megalina, Patty, loyal listener. Louise, thank you. Uh, um, I'm glad you're en- enjoying the stories and glad you're with us this time. So now it is my pleasure to welcome uh, Gabriella uh, Marsala to the show. She is a consultant, author, recording artist, song carrier, entrepreneur, and founding principal of Source Consulting Group. She has been steeping in universal wisdom teachings, contemplative, expressive arts, and energy medicine for over 20 years. A born mystic, by the age of 11, she was experiencing a full-blown love affair with the divine. She is devoted to honing the embodiment of divine source energy, tapping the power of creation, and inspiring others to do the same. Her third book, not even her first, oop, it's this one I'm holding up right now, uh, Everyday Magnificent, Practices for Activating an Unlimited Life, integrates two decades of her professional work with mind, body, spirit education through expressive healing arts facilitation. The process was born as a practical application of her studies with mentor Dr. Joe D. Dispenza. Oh, I love Joe. Dr. Joe. The interactive journal is rich with activities, inquiry, movement, and practices to creatively engage in the great adventure of life. It's not just a journal. It's a lifestyle, a regenerative map to experience a magnificent daily life and a new worldview. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Gabriella. Wonderful to be here. Hi, Sam. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi. Wonderful to have you on the show today. So, a born mystic. So I have to ask, we just got a couple of minutes before the first break, but um, so like from the time you were an itty bitty little Gabriella, like you were already experiencing having mystical experiences? Yes, I was just uh, in love and so anchored to the divine, to the source, to the mystery. And I would say, Sam, that many, many, many of us likely are. Maybe all of us are born mm. mystics, but some of us forget sooner. Than yeah. others. Yeah, I guess, you know, depending on the environment we're in when we're children and how much love we receive from our parents and our family. And, and you know, I, I do believe like if you look at little tiny children, they're all like bubbling little bundles of joy and happiness and laughter. Um, but it's after the exposure to not such happy things that that tends to go away, isn't it? Yes, well, I think it's part of the uh, the agreement field, the consensual agreement field that the consensus or critical mass of reality says this is real. It's just like you were saying in your beautiful introduction and quotes. You know, what we call the miraculous is really just creating outside a convention. So as adults, when we're able to uh, do the sacred work, I'll call it, of deprogramming and waking up outside of the uh, agreements that say that reality is a certain way, but that's really just a tiny little narrow band of what's possible 
for reality. So we start to really wake up and lift those veils and see how much is possible in our own co-creative design with the universe. Exciting. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Let us take our first break. And when we come back, Gabriella, let's just talk about, you know, how you, uh, I mean, the fact you're a consultant, you're, you're an author, you're, you're a recording artist, like how this all sort of developed for you and, and how you managed to sort of stay on this path throughout your whole life. Because many people lose it and then come back to it later on. So I'd like to know how you kept it going. Okay. Great. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Our guest this hour is Gabriella Marsala, author of the book, Everyday Magnificent. And we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m. right here on talkradio.nyc and on uh, Facebook Live. Um, Thank you all. I see Jeremiah, fellow talkradio.nyc host uh, on the Facebook Live as well. So, Gabriella, um, uh, you obviously went into the performing arts uh, as a recording artist. Uh, how were you able to really keep this connection to the divine, as you say, your love affair with the divine? How were you able to keep that going through school and college and and getting out and uh, all the things that you've done? There's always been an anchor. That's Mm -hmm. what I turn to. That's what I count on. That is my backbone. And, uh, and, And that's always been my most intimate relationship I've been blessed with so many wonderful relationships, family, friendships, super happy marriage for over 20 years. Wow. Uh, but all along, it's really that anchor to whatever each of us would call it in our deepest heart, the mystery, mm. the divine source energy. That's always been my fuel and my anchor. And of course, through all of the... Uh, ups and downs and challenges of any human life, there have been times where that inner light has been more or less dim or bright, and times where, for sure, I lost my way and flailed and fell on my face, (laughs) and it's always been that intimate relationship, and, you know, like any relationship, we need to cultivate it and nurture it and have our ways of uh, really dropping in to the silence, to the inner life. So from that early age, I really trusted that fidelity is what I'll call it, to trusting that mm. my inner experience and my direct line to the divine was 
something I could trust and count on in some ways more than I could the, <laughs> the human world or the outer world or the limited reality by which so much of humanity agrees is true. So on that level, it was always a steady force. It's always been my go-to. And did you um, have like a daily practice of meditation or was there something that you did sort of consistently that kept it alive for you? Yes, yes. You know, through the decades, I'm, I'm just rounded at 50. So um, since a small child, obviously there's been so many wonderful practices. And I love that, mm. that each of us can can explore so many ways of connecting to our innermost self, our deepest heart, our intuition, our inner guidance. Um, so the first response is there have been many, many ways, daily ways that I connect. But the primary one is what I consider a inner conversation, just an intimate inner conversation that's always happening. Just like you would have a best friend that you talk to all the time. Mm. Um, that conversation's been the most consistent practice. Mm. And so when did you decide that like this was something you wanted to help other people with and, and kind of be, uh, I mean, for lack of a better word, a spiritual teacher or somebody who, um, you know, to share sort of this uh, uh, deeper wisdom and knowledge? Great question. I would answer that, um, Sam, in two ways. The first is that it naturally started to happen, that um, my environment, and the, even as a young child, the adults and peers in my world reflected back to me that there was some wisdom I was tapped into that they wanted oh, okay. to, um, to tap into as well. And so even at an early age, I started reading Tarot and absorbed everything I could, metaphysical and esoteric, and just devoured all of the, the unifying elements of world re religions and world spiritualities. And so from a very early age, I was willing to share with anyone who was interested in all of the, the unifying elements of world However, are you still there, Sam? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Go. <laughs> okay, that was a, that was a, a weird moment. Um, but really, what's, what's really changed as I really came into a deeper understanding was that everyone is, has access to the divine. Everyone has access to that intimate source relationship that can fuel them and that can a uh, place where they belong and where they are whole and they are fully empowered and sovereign. And so... I really made a shift around my work um, being inspired to support people to find that in themselves and not to put that power or that light outside of themselves. Right. Right. Because we do have a tendency sometimes to make it something external and not something internal or not something that we're truly a part of. But but we have a tendency to like make it something that's outside of ourselves, don't we? I think so. And, and some would say that, um, you know, Rumi, I love Rumi, the oh, yes. mystic Sufi poet that says there's a thousand ways to kneel down and kiss the earth. And so each person's journey of awakening is really unique to them. That's something yeah. I've come to experience in, in my life. And so I want to honor how each person kneels down and, and kisses the earth and bows mm. to the mystery and some people may not be ready or want to have that inside. They may really want an intermediary, a, um, a priest, a rabbi, a guru. And that is, that's beautiful if that's what's true for them. Right. My journey has definitely been about honoring everyone's path and also reigniting that ability to remember and to be directly connected mm -hmm. from the inside out. Hmm. Now, now, this has been a very sort of internal, sort of personal experience for you. Have you had any sort of external experiences, what, as I mentioned in my opening quotes, like miracles that have happened that, uh, you know, are kind of things that are hard to explain, um, but that um, sort of supported your, your faith in spirit? Definitely, definitely very... Um 
so many that I, I can't, I don't even know what to choose. Yeah. I'll say I've seen a lot of miracles in the realm of, um, of intentional healing and coherence healing. Mm-hmm. I've seen people who have been given death sentences have a complete and total recovery. Uh-huh. Uh, and and what I'm seeing uh, more recently that is not a miracle by any means, but just an ability to to see beyond the perception of what's considered normal is that I experience um, and always have a lot of visitation from higher intelligence, invisible uh-huh. beings okay. that are just pure love and have had them show up in so many moments that uh, it has just felt like such a miraculous divine intervention. Mm. So that's more of the realm of, of um, a new normal that I think is possible for all of us really. And, and so what would you say to the person who's the skeptic who says, oh, it's all in her head, you know, how, uh, you know, how, how does this, you know, how can I access it? I've never felt these things. You know, what, what would you say to the person who's like, you know, I, I'm just a normal person. I never have any of these crazy experiences. Well, first of all, I would meet them with mercy and compassion hmm. and appreciation for their skepticism. Mm-hmm. And uh, believe me, I've met a lot of skeptics. <laughs> I'm sure. I've <laughs> really, you know, learned how to, um, it's twofold again. One is to rest in my own deepest heart and trust what is true. And I think this is for all of us to trust mm. what is true for us, right. no matter whom outside of us is invalidating it, denying it, skeptical about it. And this even comes into play around our dreams and our goals and our entrepreneurial visions. that there's times where we have to keep that trust in what we know is real in our own hearts. Mm-hmm. Again, I love that quote that you shared at the beginning about the impossible, that there's that sense of often if we are willing to shift our belief system, what is considered impossible can become improbable, and then possible, and then inevitable. (laughs) And so again, it's really about um, if you don't believe in a certain level of mystical experience, if you're not wired for that, either in your brain or in your heart or in your perception, chances are you're not going to experience it. So if we believe something is not real, it won't be real to us. Right. Right. And then yet we have the sense of relationship when we relate to something. So part of why the mystical is so real to me, is because I relate to it. You know, I have a relationship with, say, even the clouds in the sky and, and the vast beauty of the open sky and the golden sun. And I love it and I appreciate it. And I make time to be in it and have sky time. And because of that, it becomes very real to me and I'm bonded to it. So when we bond, as you know, it's physics, right? This yes. has even been proven by science now, that when we bond to something, it becomes real. And then those waves that are invisible come into particle form where we can become matter. Mm. And we have a direct experience of that. Yeah, yeah. One of my teachers calls it the relational field. It's kind of that field of energy that's sort of between us and everything else. And the more we connect to it, the more uh, powerful it can become. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. Totally agree. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, um, it's time for us to take our second break. Uh, So when we come back from break, Gabriella, I would like to kind of talk about what was the inspiration for this book, uh, Everyday Magnificent. Um, It's kind of a a different kind of book. It's more like a workbook or a guidebook rather than just a a book you read. Um, So I'd just like to talk about that for a little bit and how can people use it and, and how it can support people in their process. Okay. Sure. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m. right here on talkradio.nyc. And if you're enjoying this interview, you're enjoying it, please share it with your friends. Don't keep us a secret. Get the word out there. And we will be right back after these messages. 
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Um, we're talking with Gabriella Marcella. Um, and this is her book I'm holding up for the Facebook video, Everyday Magnificent um, Practices to Activate an Unlimited Life. So, I, I mean, I love the sacred geometry on the cover. Uh, and, and it's really a great kind of workbook, an exercise book. So what was the inspiration, uh, Gabriella, for creating this book for people? The inspiration for creating the book was taking practices that I've been playing with for decades and using with clients and in retreats and workshops and creating a playbook, an expressive, creative journal where anyone could pick it up and have a journey with it. And specifically in my work with Dr. Joe Dispenza, Mm -hmm. I would be at his event and that was the way that I was processing the experience with Ah, art supplies in my hands and writing notes and filling up mandalas or empty circle templates to really hone the energy and call in wholeness. And Mm -hmm. as I would return home from these retreats, I really felt a, um, Devotion. So much of the work that Dr. Joe Dispenza shares with the world really felt like the missing link of what no one's telling us, you know, that we're all divine creators, that we're all conscious co-creators, that we all have a genius within us, that that sense even what you said earlier of like, well, what if someone says I'm just an ordinary person where, you know, with with all due respect, I feel that we are all extraordinary beings (laughs) that have unlimited potential. And I wanted to harness this uh, practice in daily life so that I felt connected to the unlimited nature every day. Mm. And I wanted to experiment with it. So from doing it myself, I created the journal. And then from creating the journal, I published it so others could enjoy the journey. Right, right. Beautiful, beautiful. So um, let's just talk about maybe some of the practices that you have in there. So a, a big part of this is the mandalas. Uh, why are mandalas such a, a helpful tool? They're such a simple tool mm. in so many ways, maybe in every way that we have been uh, filling notebooks or journals. They're always squares or rectangles, right? They're mm. rectangles. And so things are left out. Now, Jungian psychology is really famed for bringing mandalas to the West, where we work. Mandala simply means sacred circle, magic circle. And so we put image, form, 
uh, color symbols into the circle, even words, if that's what we wanted to do. And it really activates the, the part of our mind and, and neurology that is creative, that sees in pictures and symbols, that it stimulates the brain waves that are alpha. It opens up uh, our psyche to coming into wholeness. So there's nothing left out. It gets us out of the box. Yeah. And it's such a powerful practice that just the, the simple practice alone of putting color, image, symbol into a circle shifts our brain into alpha states, mm. into that creative, calm place. And it's just a beautiful way to uh, kind of have a sacred marriage between our words and our ability to have language and logic, and then to also marry it with this mm very rich, fertile part of our creativity and imagination that is so often forgotten yeah. as we become adults. Yeah, and it really activates, what they say, the left brain or the left hemisphere of the brain, which is our more creative, non-linear side of our brain as opposed to the right side, which is the more uh, uh, logical, linear, uh, you know, cause and effect type of side of the brain. So I imagine that activating this other side of the brain helps to open us up to receiving messages to uh, uh, this more spiritual side of ourselves. It sure does, Sam. And then I love to marry it with heart-brain coherence ah. so that then we're also really dropping in, you know, asking with our heads but answering with our hearts. And that ability to have the creative elements um, mixed with the ability to articulate and to write. So as you know, there's journal prompts, there's mm -hmm. appreciative inquiry questions, there's uh, many, many kinds of meditations that span from walking meditation in nature to sitting meditations to dance meditations. So it really goes uh, a full, deep spectrum, mm -hmm. big, wide breadth of what is possible for the ways that we can come alive remember our creativity, get current with who we are now and what we value the most, get playful, be in the childlike wonder, and, uh, yeah, really use it to fall in love with our lives. Yeah, and, and I love what you said about all the different kinds of meditations. Like, meditation isn't just one thing, and I, I feel sometimes that people get a little stuck in that and they think like, oh, I have to sit quietly and have no thoughts in my head. And like, that's the only form of meditation there is. But meditation can be many things, right? Going for a walk in the woods or in the park or, or uh, jogging or, or dancing or playing music or doing all kinds of different things can be a meditation, can't it? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And ultimately, it's not just something we do for 20 minutes a day on a cushion first thing no. in the morning, though that's a great practice. Yes. Right? Yes. It's great. And sometimes it's a great way to start and then extending it into all the other ways. What would it be like if we could extend more of that meditative state to everything from cooking to parenting right. to driving to our work? And I, I believe that many of us do that place of being in the zone or the sweet spot or the flow state. That's also part of the, the beauty of meditation. Right, right. And it's something that can serve us throughout the day. I mean, you even see now, like even in corporations, they're starting to have meditation teachers come in, many CEOs and, and top executives, especially in tech companies. They seem to be more open than most companies. Like the, the, even they will say they take meditation breaks during the day um, to come in and, and then refresh themselves. But we can actually bring that sort of state of being with us throughout the whole day. Yes, yes, we can. And it does take uh, attention mm -hmm. and um, intention, right? Attention right. and intention. And right. there is the, the reality of high beta brainwaves, high beta is stress, mm -hmm. and that many of us have become normalized to living in, in beta yeah. and high beta. Yeah. Um, and so that meditation helps us again to drop into alpha into theta where we're suggestible and we can recreate and rewire ourselves right. right into gamma where we're super activated and can have mystical experiences and really high vibrational experiences. Mm -hmm. So there's so much available and I love the 
that sense of this is about tapping into our unlimited nature, and everybody has it. Every right. single one of us is an unlimited being. It's just that analytical mind that can seem um, so limited. Right. And there, and this all is actually very practical, too. I mean, it's not just something that's a great spiritual practice, but it can also be very practical in our lives, as you were mentioning, like bringing this kind of practice to how we raise our children, how we um, have business conversations. Like this can actually have a very positive impact on our whole life, not just on one aspect of our life. Indeed, and I'm passionate about that. That's that's what uh, really fuels and fires me up, that sense of how can we live in a way where we're in love with our lives. Yeah. And and there are many days where I'm not. I don't mean to be, you know, Pollyanna or yeah. optimistic and lopsided about it. However, I know I know when I can do better and I know when I can experience more aliveness, joy, kindness, compassion, connection in yeah. more and more moments of my daily life. Yeah, yeah, I remember uh, I remember uh, during the springtime and summertime, uh, after having done some of the shamanic work that I do, and I was walking around and I just caught myself. It was so interesting, just having gratitude for my life, just the way it is and feeling so blessed. And, and it just felt so good. And I was able to carry it was that feeling with me throughout the entire day. And somehow, e- even if, you know, there were difficult things to deal with, it just made everything easier, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Gratitude is truly, it's a, it's a, a soothing balm for the soul. And mm. it is such a high vibe. Yeah. experience that's available in every single moment we can find right. something to appreciate and be grateful for right exactly exactly doesn't mean there aren't moments that we're not feeling gratitude doesn't mean we don't drop out of it you know we're all human beings right we we have good days and we have bad days but it's more like where do we lean into uh, especially when we have challenges right the these things that we lean into they help us to deal with these challenges Yes, yes. And each one of us is so unique Mm -hmm. that there may be practices or touchstones or activities that for some of us are a direct line to support us in some of those most challenging moments. And for others of us, they don't even hit our radar. So that's one of the reasons I also really love to remind each of us that we are infinite creators. There's infinite ways to connect, to meditate, to feel the support of the invisible realm, to get out in nature and feel the amazing support of the natural world to reflect back calm and beauty and peace to us. So really it's about what uniquely lights each of us up. Right, right. So we we just have a couple of minutes before we go to break. Um, With Everyday Magnificent, the book, um, how do you recommend people use it? Like, do they just pick it up, turn to any page? Do they do they have to like read through all the instructions? Uh, How do you recommend? Great question. What I recommend is that um, they get a copy, and that then they read the first twenty pages are an overview, instructions, directions, all of the practices. And that then they start and maybe even set a date. If someone wants to fast track, they'll say three Mm -hmm. months. Uh Um, Others might say, I'm going to finish this within six months or Mm -hmm. within one year. And then create a daily practice. Some people love doing it first thing in the morning. Uh They have their 10-minute meditation, their touchstone, their mandala or journal inquiry. And then it nurtures them throughout the day. Other people might like to come to it at night. Some may just choose to do it once or twice a week, some morning and evening. It's really unique to each person. But I do suggest that once you read that introduction, you start and you do it. And you don't just fill out the pages, but you do the practices (laughs) because that is what really makes it come alive. And I've seen it transform so many people's lives. Wonderful, wonderful. And it's available on Amazon and bookstores all over the place, right? 
It is available on Amazon and it is available at my website, GabriellaMasala.com. Yes, yes. Okay, beautiful. All right. Um, believe it or not, it's time for us to take our last break of the show. Time flies when you're having so much fun. So uh, when we come back, Gabriella, I want to ask you about um, your other couple of books that you wrote before this and what might be coming next for Gabriella, okay? Okay. Awesome. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. And we'll be right back after these messages. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. So, Gabriella, I'm just curious because uh, when I was looking over your bio, I saw like this is actually your third book, not your first book. So what were the first two books you wrote about? The first is actually a deck of activity cards ah, and inquiry, okay. appreciative inquiry for facilitators and groups to use as well as individuals. Okay. And it's um, called The Inner Wealth, okay. and it is expressive arts activities and questions to really deepen the relational field. And mm. that was really more designed from the perspective of how do group leaders, facilitators, team members uh, work with their teams, their groups to oh, get more intimacy and to really mine the appreciative mm. goodies of what everyone is feeling and experiencing beyond the superficial. Mm -hmm. And the second book is One Love Nuggets. And that book is designed uh, as a turn to any page for just a pearl of inspiration for words or a directive or practice that creates a state change and connects mm -hmm. us back to our hearts and back to the magic of life. Mm -hmm. so, so talking about that deck reminds me like you actually do do group work. You do consulting work and stuff, correct? Yes, I do. I love working with groups. Ah, so tell us about that. How do you, how do you work with groups? How do you facilitate? Most of my facilitation includes kinesthetic experiences. Ah. So I love to uh, guide groups in mind-body meditations, mm -hmm. in movement, in journaling, in all of the practices of everyday magnificent, and more specifically, when a corporate group or a community or some kind of faculty has some bigger issues that they're working with around the relational field, I support them kinesthetically as well as through conversation to come deeper into relationships with themselves and each other to go beyond the conflict and really move into connection and unity and oh, deeper wow. understanding. Beautiful, beautiful. And and do you just work locally or do you work virtually with people? 
Everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere I'm invited, virtually oh, as well wonderful. as locally in Austin, Texas, and travel oh. all over the country and the world. Ah, you're in Austin? Yes. Oh, I have to connect you. I have a good friend. Uh, she was on the show not that long ago, Carrie Hummingbird. She does uh, drumming circles and, and firewalks in Austin. Yeah, uh, she's great. I'm oh, actually going to be a guest on her show tomorrow. She's oh, wonderful. wonderful. Oh, that's great. That's great. She's a fellow member of the Evolutionary Business Council. Um, so you should ask her about that. Tell her you were just on my show. So I will, Sam. <laughs> wonderful, Great. wonderful. Oh, such a small world, such a small world. Yes. Uh, so in our final uh, few minutes, uh, tell us uh, any inspirations for what's coming next for Gabriella Marcella? Sure. What I feel really passionate about is creating communities on the fringes creating eco-villages that are centered around retreat and learning centers that can become local and global hubs for how to shift the paradigm and live in a new way, Mm. how to shift the paradigm of education, of of economy, of um, gift economy, how to build eco-conscious homes, and how to really shift the entire uh, perspective and paradigm of how we can live on the earth in a more mm. harmonious and loving way. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, now, you've been doing this work a long time. Have you seen a shift in the general consciousness of, of people around you? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, mm. I remember 25 years ago when I received yeah. a master's in creation, spirituality, and art as meditation, and people looking at me and saying, what in the world are you going to do with that? You know? And now 25 years later, my goodness, it's, it's, it's becoming normal to have, um, a life that values awakening and consciousness and, and, uh, compassion. I mean, there's, Mm. I definitely see a rising, you know, there's still much to go, but I love that for social movements to really Mm. create, transformation of consciousness it only takes 10 percent of any population yeah so i see it rising i'm celebrating that and definitely see it expanding how about you sam beautiful beautiful yeah no i asked that question of almost all my guests because i love to hear different people's perspective and every single one to a t always says yes people are more open they're more conscious uh people are actually thirsting for this kind of work in a way that they've never had before. So um, I personally see it. I know a lot of people, you know, sometimes when you talk to people who pay too much attention to the media, to the TV, the newspapers, the social media, they're like, oh my God, the world's falling apart. We're going to kill ourselves. It's crazy. We're on the verge of civil war. But um, if you if you step away from that sort of mass media and that public media stuff and you really just talk to people and and really just kind of tune in with people i mean not everybody but definitely more than there used to be i mean i was first put on my spiritual path probably wow probably over 30 years ago and back then if you were into any of this stuff you were considered crazy i mean it wasn't even fringe it was like the lunatic fringe and now a lot of this stuff has become so mainstream it never ceases to amaze me yes yes i agree and and i say more <laughs> yes yes and I love the fact that you're, you're working on sort of the eco villages and more sustainable ways to live. And this is one of the things that I, to me, I always find very confusing is, is like there's such divisiveness over climate change and, 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 and whether, you know, we're contributing it to it or not. And I'm like, why is that even an issue? Just the things we're talking about, more renewable energy sources, living more sustainably. Even if there's no climate change, we should be doing that stuff anyway. So I don't quite understand why yes. people get so charged about such a basic uh, conversation. Right. And it's a big it's a big subject. And again, I honor what each soul needs to go through in their learning and and evolution one piece for me where it lands Mm -hmm. um, really clearly in my heart is that we can walk through the world as if we are separate 
or we can wake up to our interconnectedness and right. to our uh, to the unity consciousness mm-hmm. that is living us, and that when we wake up to that and we fall in love with it, we become natural protectors mm-hmm. of of each other right. and of life. And so for me, it's really about being in love with life and loving right. life so much that I want to live in a way where every generation after me is going to be able to experience the beauty of life on earth as a human right, and right. not just kind of blow it out and use our resources in a way as if we're separate. Right. Uh, so, I mean, if we really treat the planet as our home and it is our home, I mean, we're not going to throw garbage in our living room. We're not going to, to throw toxic chemicals in our bedroom right? So why would we do that on the planet? The planet is our home. It just doesn't make sense to me. Right. Again, it goes right back to those great quotes you started with, that yeah. if someone has a belief that we, are, that we are not in a living system, a living planet, a living uh, love field, then throwing garbage is a non-issue. But right. when we wake up to being part of a greater living system, and being in love with this life, and there's a whole different response. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Gabriella, it's been wonderful having you on the show today. Once again, if people want to get in touch with you, learn more about your work, how do they find you? They can find me at my website, www.gabriellamasala.com. That's one L in Gabriella. Love to hear from anyone, and it's been a pleasure to talk with you, Sam. Thank you. Yes, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time to come out on the show. I really appreciate you, and and have a great time with uh, Carrie Hummingbird tomorrow. Thank you. (laughs) All right, take care. And, of course, thank you to all of our loyal listeners who come and and listen to my show week after week. Um, Listen, without you guys, there is no show, and I am so appreciative um, uh, of it and all I ask all I ask is that you share it with other people don't keep this show a secret um, allow other people to to experience this and learn and you know when you uh, see the show is live feel free to comment on the Facebook video or send me a message and you can find me at www.theconsciousconsultant.com and you can always email me directly at sam at theconsciousconsultant. Thank you all for tuning in and on talkradio.nyc, stay tuned. Coming up next is Ken Foster with his show, uh, Voices of Courage, and he has a brand new show coming out today, so you want to stay tuned for that uh, on talkradio.nyc. And of course, tomorrow, Friday, we have uh, Jeremiah Fox with his show, The Entrepreneurial Web, and Tony Martinetti, Nonprofit Radio, to finish out the week. Thank you all for tuning in. I love you. I appreciate you. I am grateful for you. And I will talk to you next week. Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com.
Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.